Hey, this is Thinking and Drinking. I'm your host, Bart Almond. Over the last 30 years or so, I've worked for major record companies, working with major artists such as Alabama, the Dixie Chicks, and the Florida Georgia Line. I've also been writing songs for the past 15 years, have over 50 cuts, two number ones, and made a lot of friends along the way. I'm going to be talking to some of those friends about songs, life on the road, and just life in general. I hope you have as much fun as I will. Hey, hey, thinking and drinking, thanks for showing up. Today we have the Rock and Roll Residency, which will be explained later. But uh, you can't see, but I'm holding in my hands a Paul Reed Smith guitar, as I usually am. So please go check out some of the best guitars in the world at prsguitars.com and also some of the sweeter sounding amplifiers around. I don't know where to begin with these guys. I started off the whole interview by screwing up two of the three guys' names. So I'm sorry, Jeremy and Philip. Sorry, me. There we go. I think I also pushed the wrong button at first. I'm so dumb, so I'm not sure what I recorded and what I didn't. But I've grown up with Ryan since his uh, Hair of the Dog days, thanks to our friend Blake Chancy. And this was just uh, such a fun day we had at Stoutburger. These cats are Gene Simmons' band and Ace Frehley's band. It's like, what? These guys are great friends and great musicians. Crap, I love them. Thanks, boys. Here's the Rock and Roll Residency. Hello, gentlemen. Welcome to Thinking and Drinking. Thanks for being here at Stout today. And uh, I'm so dumb, I can't even explain really who you guys are and all the, uh, not incantations, but interversions, that's even worse, of who you guys are. So, Jeremy, can you give us a, a quick rundown? We're the Nashville Three, we're the Talisman, we're the Gene Simmons Band, we're the Ace Frehley Band. And if you want to make up something right now... Yes. Yeah. We- the Nashville Three is the newest, which was deemed by our... TM with Ace Night Bob, the, le- the, the legendary Night Bob. Yeah. How about the follicles? Like it? I like that. I like you've it. all got a lot Don't of hair and facial hair. Yeah, and I like it. Yeah, I, I'm just extremely grateful that I still have those. Yeah. Well, better yes. than the cue balls. <laughs> the light bulbs. The light bulbs. Yeah. <laughs> you're, uh, you're hitting a little close there. Yeah. Was my dad would always say, "Better gray than away." <laughs> I like that. Yeah. It's like I asked, asked yeah. Big Al Anderson how he's doing. He goes, I'm on the right side of the dirt. There you go. Kind of the yep. same thing. Yeah. So you guys are from all over the place. Kansas, Nashville, wherever, everybody. Where are you from? Born in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Via Nebraska to Alabama. So. Where in Nebraska? Norfolk. I'm from Holdridge, Nebraska. Really? And you know I'm from Norfolk because I said Norfolk. Norfolk, yes. Yeah. Instead of Norfolk. <laughs> That's exactly. Right. You know. Well, how did, uh, how did you get here? How did you guys find one another? Was it a, like a dating site or something? <laughs> yes. <or>? Follicles.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, that happened before dating sites. Yeah. It did. Uh, yeah. I've, I've been here 15 years. Yeah, and Jeremy should start because Jeremy was... I, I guess it all started with Philip and I meeting. Uh, I played in a band called the Shazam for 15 years. Uh, we were another one of those cases that did way better somewhere else than we did in Nashville. So Philip read about us in a British magazine and came from Alabama to Nashville to see the band. So, you know, having a girlfriend at the time, I wasn't really scouring for girls from stage, but there was this guy in the front with a Kiss Love Gun shirt on. And like, I'm going to talk to that guy after the show. And you, you, it was what year? 2001. So you couldn't get Kiss shirts at Walgreens or... Forever right. 21, you right. to sort them out. So, yeah, that's how we, when we met. You actually had to go to a show or something to get one? I, I guess online. They were selling them, but you had to, you had to find them. You, you, they weren't everywhere, you know, like they were So I'm not even very clear if you guys had met prior to... No. Okay, Ryan, then you, no, you take over from I was now. just saying, Jeremy Stark, because Jeremy's the only, just uh, footnote, Jeremy's the only Tennessee, only original Native. Tennessean in the okay. band. Yeah. Yeah, I've been here, like I said, 30 years, and I think I've met like 22 people originally born. So then over the next 10 years, you know, he moved to town, our friendship carried on, and then in 2011 is when we both met Ryan. Yeah, but Phil and I got here same month, same same year. Didn't know know each other. So I got here March of 04. He was here March of 04. I came from L.A. He came from Alabama. Alabama. Did you not know where Granite Falls was? 
Because how did you not know Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> I did not meet Ryan for another seven years. Yeah. And at this, I just don't see how that's possible now. We 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 all had to breathe the same air. Yeah. So we many times yeah, we at so playing. many shows. We were yeah. You movies. too. Oh yeah. And that includes you, Bart, because you and I were at a lot of the same shows, yeah. and the four of us and around this table all love the same stuff, the same music, admire the same people. So there is. There are so many occasions where we were at the same concert, the same bar, the same everything. Well, and I would hear Blake Chancey talk about my little rock and roll buddy yeah. on the couch at home. He had a late night last night. <laughs> <laughs> and he's always talking about you. Yeah, yeah, that was every day. That was every <laughs> day. But no, man. And then so we go that long without knowing each other. And then I met Phil and Jer uh, within 24 hours. Once I talked to once I talked to Phil, I met Jer actually that night, eight hours actually, later. Yeah. Hmm. So in in Phil's kitchen where Jer was living at the time, not living in the kitchen, <laughs> but he was living in the house. <laughs> he had a butcher block over yeah. in the corner. <laughs> he kept but, sweating. But yeah, we met that bread. we met that night and it was all because of Kiss. That's why we met. Dude. Yeah. So know. weird. How many people have said that, though, about half the population of the world? It's it seems like you play with half the band. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's where, the, that's where the numbers fall. The percentages fall. <laughs> look who's here. Oh, hey. oh, good to see you. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> yeah, say hello. Hello. <laughs> see? Something just makes me so nervous. Well, you're, on the, you're, you're, being, trans, you're being transmitted to millions right now. You're now thinking and drinking. That's right. <laughs> she just moonwalked out of here. Okay. She actually did. Like, that. Yeah, she did. That, that really like happened. Michelle Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> so how did the whole rock and roll residency thing, you guys all started? Honestly, what, what, I, I don't think we can even start there. We have to start with Big Rock Show. That was how mm-hmm. I met Ryan. You know I named that. You told yeah. me that. Yeah. You told me that. Oh. Uh-huh. I don't remember that. Uh-huh. But I, 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 <laughs> yeah, it was at Lisa Ramsey's birthday party. If you say so, Lisa Ramsey's birthday party. Okay, yeah, well, we were before at, that specific, then I'll the, take it. That train station downtown. What's it? Union Station. Union Station. We were in there. It's a hotel now. Yep. Wow. But anyway, yeah. Well, I came so up we'll go with that. So yeah. With the big what rush. happened was, how did that go? Because <laughs> I called Philip. Bo Bice introduced me to Philip. Yeah. You were working at, you were working with Bo. I played with Bo before, and, and Ryan said we got asked to do this first Kiss cruise in 2011. And I didn't know Jeremy yet. Didn't know me, okay, either, right, or Jeremy. Know. And he he called me and said, "Can you do this?" Uh, I'd heard of the band and everything, and I uh, said, "Can you do this cruise with us?" I couldn't. I had a gig that I just kind of started, so I couldn't do it. And I said, "Well, the guy for your band lives in my house, so why don't you just come over tonight?" That's what it was eight hours later. Yeah. And, and meet Jer. That's how it so. happened. And then Big Rockstar got asked to be, oh, we had already been asked to be on the Kiss Because that was, that was you called me That's to do that gig with you. So, so I, get home, I was working at McKay at the time, and I get home from work, and I walk in, and Ryan's in the front room. I'm not joking. I'm not making this up. He sized me up. He looked at my feet and looked all the way up to my head and then back down. And well, he looks say right. hi, and I'm just like, I walk back, and I'm like, what in the fuck was that? Who's that guy? <laughs> How many kids? We all meet and stuff, and then later, you know, we're just standing around the kitchen. We were, you know, quite a few beers deep by then. And Jack Daniels. Like, well, well, hey, man, would you be interested in doing the Kiss Cruise? And I hit Philip on the shoulder and said, this guy just asked me if I'm interested in doing the Kiss Cruise. Yeah. Yeah. He started at your shoes, looked up, and went, how many Kiss shirts you got? <laughs> 17. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Go. And the house was filled with Kiss stuff, by the way. So there, you were, were, there was like a shelf. Oh, yeah. An eye level that went around the house. That's right. And it was Kiss and Van Halen. Mm-hmm. Pretty good place to start. Uh, yeah. 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 So then you did the cruise as the big rock show? Yep. Yes. Okay. Yep. And then and, did uh, the next cruise. And yeah, the next cruise, the next cruise. So that continued. The first set for seven years in a row. Really? Well, uh, this will be the first many. year that I've not been on one. We did, we did Big Rock Show did the first seven, and then Big Rock Show did not do the eighth, but I did the eighth one with Rachel Bowen just as a radio show thing. So this will be, and then we got asked back on nine with Ace. Right. And then this year, number 10 will be the first one that Big Rock Show or us have not been on the boat. Dang. Yeah. Who the fuck? Not me. 
I know. That's how we got the gig. I know. That's I awesome. mean, this is literally how we got the gig. And it'll be a half, a half a kiss now. So, did you guys have uh, these cats coming and jamming with you as the Big Rock Show? Or was no, that no, the Big Rock yeah, Show was a band. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, the residency really started as something Philip had put together called Metal at the Mercy. Okay. And that was more of a variety singer, musician switching right. out kind of thing. And, man, the residency just happened because... In April of 2014, he and I did not have jack shit going on. A pretty, like, pretty slow month, so we were just going to do it for one month. Right? Yeah, one month residency. Okay. And we, you know, we had had tribute bands by that point. Yeah. Uh, Aerosmith and Lizzie, Kiss, Maiden stuff. So we had a big catalog. The Canadian night. We had a Canadian night too. We we had a big catalog of tunes we could do. Did you crash test dummies and stuff? Or? Uh, somebody did. We didn't, of course. We did. We did some Lover Boy. We did uh, April Wine. April Wine. Oh, Nova. April Wine. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, headbands. Um, yeah. You know what we played? Darby played with us though. Did she with really? In, yeah. in Kansas, in uh, in, uh, Canada, oh, in uh, Canada. Right. How's she sound? Great. Yeah. That? She's she, great. She did makeup and she did War Machine. Right? She did War Machine with us. I love that band. <laughs> well, I mean, here's a real, here's a real small list of people, and I know I'm missing half of them, but Roger Glover and Don Airy from Deep Purple, Robin Zander and Dax from Cheap Trick. Rex from Pantera, Lizzie from Hailstorm, Alice Cooper, Kip Winger, Damon Johnson from Alice Cooper and the Black Star Riders, who I just saw, Derek St. Holmes from Ted, Krabby from The Crew and the Dead Daisies, Mark Slaughter, Ray Luzier, and of course, Gene. Mm-hmm. I mean... Dave Ellison. The Dave Ellison, the Skids guys. Um, now Michael Sweet now, now Michael has Sweet. been on there. Really? Brian from Kick. Most of Kicks has played with us okay. on the cruises. When we do cruises, uh, it's the same deal. Other guys from other bands come and play with us. Right. Same, same Frank thing Hannon. as Nashville. Frank oh, Hannon. Hannon. I love Frank. Mike Tramp. Um, Ace Von Johnson from uh, LA Guns. Um, yeah, it's the list. I, I'm, still, I'm still forgetting people. Really? Wow, I forgot about yeah. that. So we've had five Hall of Famers. Yeah. Actually, dang! Uh, um, baseball Hall of Famers, not Rock and Roll Hall of Famers. Right. The only deal with Alice Cooper, though, is Alice didn't actually play with us. His band did a set in the middle of our set, and then Alice came. Uh, that was the after party for the Alice Molly tour. Yeah, that's, that's right. right at Bridgestone. Yeah, that man. was the first thing, and Chuck Garrick organized the entire thing, and it was our first year we started. And it was in October. He and was that's our original what, bass player, too. We started with Chuck and David Parks. Okay. And now we have Judd Fuller and Jared Pope. Um, but Chuck organized that whole night, and that's the first thing that put us like on the map. Yeah. Like, we were doing well because we already went longer than April, obviously, <laughs> into, the, into the summer. So we're still, we're still <laughs> happening. So Chuck made it happen, and then that thing blew up. We were in USA Today. We were everywhere. So that was the first kind of big thing that happened for us. So you had like Mike Piazza, Thurman Munson, <laughs> yep. like Ted Williams. Before the plane crash. Amazing. George, oh yeah. George Brett. George, I was thinking of George, George Brett. Is, George is close in Kansas City, so he makes the road trip quite a bit. Did he, we uh, did have Bill Cower. You did? The coach of the Steelers. Uh, did he not play with all, us, but he, he came. Spit all over your microphone? <laughs> was great. Yeah, he just came to the show. It was, it was awesome. He was Good, great. Uh, George Brett put pine tar on all your guitar necks. <laughs> he got really gross. His song got uh, disqualified. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, this is a bar. Why are you wearing metal cleats? <laughs> Stop. We know who you are. So, uh, I mean, but how would this all happen? Is like Robin Zander just walking by? And yes, like, that is exactly, that is exactly what happened. happened. He walked in. He had heard about us through uh, Greg Mangus, our friend, and you know, one of the singers in our show, and he. Yeah, he we just were, showed up. We were done, I think. Yeah, and he, he walked in. And... Uh, we had finished the first set. Okay. Because we did the next one. But, man, he was about half in the bag. And he's like, hey, what do you want to do? He's like, I want to do Long Way to the Top. I'm like, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, I asked him, I said, I said uh, man, we know all kinds of obscure cheap trick. I don't want to do any of that shit. Right. Yep. What do you want to do? ACDC. <laughs> we know everything. What do you want to do? No it, is, it is funny, though, when you get those guys... And we're dying to do... And we oh, still got two cheap tricks on the of them, too. Yeah. yeah. But, like, when we got with Gene, he didn't want to play Kiss. No. Last thing, we, we had to make him play Deuce. He's going to have been doing that for 40 years. Exactly. Yeah. And then right when Deuce ended, we, we, we didn't stop. We went right into something else just to make him stay there. What, what was it? This is a rehearsal, Parasite? too. I don't know. It was rehearsal. We did Parasite and Come Deuce. Come on, man. Let's do a Kiss 
Parasite. Yeah, we did Parasite and Deuce. I, I, I know you can do that. <laughs> we don't need to do that. We rehearsed all these. We, R- we want to do it. We rehearsed all these R and B tunes that he wanted to do. Like I was like Otis Redding and Roy Head and all these tunes. You go like, dude. It was cool. Can you play any Carol K bass lines, Gene? <laughs> and, it's, and he goes, Have you seen it? And he'll pull out his video and he'll show you the video of him and Carol K oh, on yeah. his own phone. Where she gave him the lesson. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you seen this? Have you seen this? Yeah. 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 Dude, I, can I throw a Robin Zander story in here? Sure. Yes. Me and Scott Warshad and a bunch of other friends went to 328 Performance Hall. Yeah. Okay, we all parked at the Hilton when uh, Eddie George had his sports bar there. Yep. We valet parked there, and then we just walked, what was it, two, three blocks? Maybe. Watched Cheap Trick, killed it. Let's go back in, have a little nightcap or whatever at, at Eddie George's, and we're sitting there. And I look out through the door, and I see Rick Nielsen. Now, he's probably not coming in the bar. All of a sudden, here comes Robin Zander. So I elbow everybody, and we all go, Robin, Robin, <laughs> let's buy you a beer. So he comes over, and he could not be cooler. He wanted to talk about trains and his H.O. gauge toy co- uh, train collection, like, and also comic books. Like, okay, okay, yeah, cool. <laughs> and uh, he's drinking a Guinness Stout, and he's yep. smoking Marlboro Reds, of course. And he was smoking Marlboro Lights during the show, which I nobody else noticed or would probably give a crap about. Well, he's taking it easy on his throat during the show. Yeah. So, just the lights. So he's going, well, looks at his watch, time to go. So uh, I said, man, can I ask you one last question? I go... How your voice is still so just so amazing. How do you keep it like that? He downs his Guinness and takes a big drag on his Marlboro Red, turns around, and as he walks away, he puts his cigarette in the air and he just goes, Clean living, boys. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, Yes, yeah. that's the coolest yeah. thing ever. Yeah. Like, it's a good guy. I love it. That's yeah. great. Yeah, he could have been cool where he was. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're great. You think about those kind of guys, and obviously you guys are on the road at time, but I remember Rick Nielsen, they were talking about being on tour for 50 years, and he goes, nobody pays us to play, they pay us to travel. Mm-hmm. And it's like... I've yeah. said that as recently as yeah. two days ago. Oh, yeah. man, it's totally the truth. Yeah. No matter yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So you've obviously had some faves and some great experiences, so without uh, saying any names unless you want to, have you had any... Bad times with any of those kind of folks jamming with you? I, I definitely have had. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. And I'll think of one right now. Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> it's okay if you guys all say his. His? I was going to say her. I was going to say her. <laughs> oh, I've got two. One of, my, one of mine's a Hall of Famer. Who for, is it? For sure. If you want. Oh, yeah. And just. Pete Rose? Are we back to baseball? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Him. <laughs> yeah. Man, we did an event with, we did an event with uh, Gene. And Cheap at, Trick was there. And Cheap Trick. Okay. And they were everybody was just great, and there was one dude who was asked to be there as part of his benefit, and Gene had volunteered us to be his band, which we were super thrilled about. <laughs> till till we met him, <laughs> and uh, it just it was just it was just awful. He walked on stage. And it was like, hey, how are you? Hey, walk past, walk past, picked up the cord, plugged in. We start the song. Never met the guy. Never played. One. Okay, start it. Brent starts at one, two. No, no, no. No. <laughs> yeah. No. It's not how you do it. And we're like, man, this is a guy's fucking cool. Right. At all. And then the day just proceeded like that. At the end of sound check, which didn't go well because he made it not go well because he's in a, just wasn't just because he's not cool yeah we see him at the show the show goes great I just probably how many it's a baseball stadium it's, it's full it's, it was full 15,000 people or so he went on before Cheap Trick then after Cheap Trick was Gene and then Ace came out and joined us at the end of Gene okay so we had a great night uh, it went so well that the place was going ape shit and I kept and he start, as he started to walk off I was excited looking at Jaron Phil and this was just, and I go Don Don! Don! And he would look at me and I went over and I go, Don! And I grabbed his hand and I go, nice fucking show. And I made him shake my hand. And he was just a miserable prick all night. Did say and he was a miserable you. prick the next yeah, day. And it was great because it was Don Felder and every time on the radio, Gene kept calling him Don Hamley. <laughs> <laughs> 
on stage he did it too. And on stage he did it too. Like just as a middle finger. And by the way, and by the way, and by no, the way, no, he, Gene had no idea. Gene had no idea. Gene had no idea. <laughs> That's even better. Yeah. And one funny thing was, was the next day, uh, and I was like, you know, maybe I was an asshole. Maybe I didn't give him the benefit of the doubt. So we're sitting around this table. The next night we had to do another <laughs> event. And Jeremy's like, you know, I'd really like to just go over this Hotel California thing with you again. And he was such a condescending prick again. And this is Ryan Cook saying this, by the way. This isn't Phil Legere <laughs> saying this. I don't care if he hears it. It just re-solidified that I know why the guy got kicked out of his own band. Yeah. And <laughs> the rest of the Eagles were right. Yeah, it's like watching, watching those documentaries. It's like Fry talks. I'm like, I hear you, Glenn. I fucking hear you, man. So, yeah, that's, my, so yeah, that's mine. <laughs> so, no, I will never be allowed into the Don Felder fan club, fan but club. I'm not. I'm not a fan. Yep. So he was just like, don't you know who I think I am? Kind I don't know stuff. what he was. I just thought really he was I just thought cool. he was icy. He was a little icy. Yeah, because compared to Gene and the Trick guys, who are like the coolest ever. Right, right. You know, you got, you know, we're hoping that would kind of be contagious and go, but it didn't. Yeah. It wasn't. Well, half of those guys that you meet, they may be a complete a-hole. That may be their persona. And then you're... Sitting, having a cop cup of coffee with him, was like, "You're the nicest guy in the world. Why do you?" Which just... Maybe, which is pretty much. Yeah, maybe. Well, he, he, was, he wasn't on stage. Gene, pretty much, Gene yeah. was yeah. just the most misunderstood guy oh, in dude, the public he eye. Comes I off think. so miserable. He's, um, he's just incredible. Yeah, he couldn't be yeah. nicer and more genuine and just a better guy. Yeah. Really and one funny thing that night, we were it was a baseball stadium, and when you do those shows, you know the locker rooms are the dressing rooms. Yeah. So uh, Cheap Trick was home, home team. Uh, Gene's man was the away locker room. I don't know where Don was. He kind of showed up later because he w- really was alone except for he and his tech. And his tech was super cool, awesome guy. Um, but we were just walking around backstage before the show, and there's Rick Nielsen laying on a couch in his suit, <laughs> right? in his glasses, and his hat. And he's literally just laying there on the couch chilling. And we're talking, and Dax is in there, and Robin's in there. And one of us said, hey, man. Can we get a pick? A guitar pick? He's like, if I give you a pick, will you leave? <laughs> and he did. He also said, because he knew, I guess, Robin for, our, for the Tuesday, for the residency. So we got a band photo with him. And he goes, does this get me out of play your Tuesday night thing now? <laughs> Dude. Nielsen throws out so many picks. Last time I saw them was at uh, the Ryman. Yep. And I just, last show, lights are on. I said, I'm just going to sit here for a sec. And people file out, and I just walk closer down front. How many did you find? uh, 100? Like 11. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I found. It's like they were already. The uh, first time I met him was in an airport, and I was on a gig. He was on a gig, another one. And um, so I walked up to him and said, hey, and as as he was walking away from me, he tossed me a guitar pick like the Mean Joe Green. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, a, like that. Here you go, kid. <laughs> but, yeah, that's his thing. Dang. And his, his tech, no, Larry, rest in peace, yeah, uh, always, had, always had pocket fulls of picks. And he'd just walk into a place and just throw, start tossing them. Yeah. The uh, you know. 328 show that you spoke of, yeah. uh, my old band opened that show before I played with him. And uh, I left that show with 32 Rick Nielsen picks. <laughs> And you still have. It's so funny too because one of the things that people don't know is because like obviously he does things in abundance to the picks. Yeah. The guitar with this, the mini necks. Yes. Something else that he collects, and I saw it was either Cheap Trick book or something years ago. For years, like at least the first twenty years of the when they toured, he saved every boarding pass. Yep. And you remember seeing the photos of that, and he had every yep. boarding pass from everywhere he'd been in the world with Cheap Trick. And it's just, Which is can you imagine that guy's house? I can't imagine that guy's house. Yeah. Got a big well, he's got a show. museum now up in Champaign. Oh, does he really? Yeah, mm-hmm. that I really want to go to. Just, I mean, just, and the thing is, I mean, those guys had it so figured out. People talk about Kiss and Cooper and all this kind of stuff, but that was so well thought out because there were the two handsome, yep. you know, whoever, and then the two, do- in color is perfect. Two guys on choppers on Harleys yeah. on the front it's and the two guys on scooters in color in color and then in and the back black and white like, oh, you know Bunny, Bunny and Rick were yep. just and those roles were just as important and it was as well thought out as Kiss's makeup were yeah. plus they were just like a, we got guitars yeah we got amps yeah well yeah. let's put on a show mm-hmm. yeah off we go yeah 
he, <laughs> I read an interview with him where somebody was asking about his five neck guitar. And they go, how much does that weigh? And he goes, only my chiropractor knows. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you keep talking about Gene. How did the Gene Simmons band come about? Yeah, because of the Kiss Cruise. Was it really? Yeah, that's exactly what. And Jeremy, Jeremy and I will tell you, Phil went with us on two cruises before we played with him. Is that it? Yeah. And they'll all tell you, we'd be on stage playing. You look over to the left, there's Kiss. And they would come out and watch at some point each night. It was very nice of them. And then behind us, behind the stage, on the Lido deck, are the artist suite penthouses. You say Lido deck? Lido deck. I haven't heard that since Love Boat. We came to learn Lido, use Lido deck a lot, didn't we? Jeez, yeah. man. But uh, Most people call it the poop deck. The poop deck, the poop yeah. Deck. <laughs> but then behind us, if you're on stage on Lido, are the artist suites. And they okay. have balconies. And you occasionally look up, and Paul would lean over and watch the band a lot. You know, just be, you know, mm-hmm. it, whether they watched or not, they heard us. And then Gene just one year decided he was going to go tour solo. And he, I got an email and said, hey, can you do this? I want to do this. So then that's the cruise that I was on without the big rock show. Okay. Had lunch with them. By the time we got the boat, we said, okay, we'll do this in a month. Get, get a band. And that, it literally was that. I mean, it was that easy. It wasn't like there was this big audition process. And if we were auditioning, we didn't know it because we were just doing a big rock show. And he's right. like, okay, they've been here every year. Yeah. And they play great every year. Let's figure it out. And then he goes, uh, just can you put together a band? I'm like, I already know who two of the guys are going to be before As fate we... fate would have it. Yeah. And Drum, actually, drummer, we didn't, a drummer we hadn't figured out yet. But it was that. I walk off the boat and called them and go, okay, I think this is going to go down. Yeah. And but, then we rehearsed... Yeah, but originally Gene was not going to play bass. That's why That's you know, we had... We, we were going to pass the bass around. Yeah. Okay. And then good sense prevailed. That. That's where three guitars came from. Because of that. Well, that's what I was wondering about that. <laughs> because Sanity... Walked in the room and said, no, you're going to play bass. Gonna, you need to play bass. Because we can say this in front of him now yeah. that we know him. But when he told us he was just going to sing, I was picturing like a Vegas Sammy Davis. Yeah, <laughs> and we're like, how is this going to work? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, a couple emails went back and forth. I said, man, I talked to the guys and you're... This is the truth. This is the truth. This was the truth, though. We said your fans, yeah, including us, would love it if you played bass. Yeah. I think they didn't. We think that we you'd enjoy, they'd enjoy the show so much more with you doing what you do. Absolutely. As opposed to, and thank God that he did because yeah. it would have been just. It just wouldn't have turned into. It, it would not have. I don't think it would have had the life that it has. Well, if you want it that way. If your heroes are going to go do something, you want to see them do why the thing that they're your heroes for. Yeah. Yeah. And then the three guitar thing wasn't even really discussed with him. He no. showed up and that's the way it was. And, you know, not to get too far into monies or anything, it wasn't costing him anything extra. That was our problem. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, yeah. nobody's getting kicked out. Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. You were like the Tennessee Guitar Army, like Molly Hatchet. Yeah, yeah, as he would call it, yeah. a goddamn guitar symphony. That's what he called it. <laughs> That's what I asked. But it was cool, though, because, you know, being Kiss Freaks, yeah. uh, we would notice that at the end of Deuce, that harmony solo wasn't there. Right. Live. So okay. there were things like that where it actually really worked. I mean, you know, and, and, and why not? That's the that's the Yngwie thing. Less is not more. More, more is more. more. <laughs> Well, how did you decide who played what? Like you're talking harmony solos. We just kind of, it fell into place really easy. The three of us kind of know what we're going to grab. Right. It's, hard, it's weird to say, but to understand maybe. But the three of us, we, we can listen to a thing and go, okay, I know what Ryan and Jeremy's going to grab. Right. And we just know. Yeah. And, it's, um, and it was, sorry, well, also it was easy too, because Phil and Jared done like the, the Aerosmith and Thin Lizzy thing so much And together. we had a Kiss band that we did for charity okay. every December. Point being, though, I was making was just like the lead stuff. They were already so good hand in glove doing that. It's like, why would I get in the mix of that? Sure. You know what I mean? Well, and you were singing too, so, right? We all were singing. We all singing. Were singing. But the thing was, though, it was just like, okay, you guys take those leads. I'll stick to the rhythm, which I always do anyway. And then there was no dividing up parts. It yeah, lo- the, only, the only place that we divided parts was when it came to vocals. Who's going to sing what? Right. And I'm always like the duck that goes to the most obvious part. So when they heard it, they'd be like, okay, he's going to take that. 
Okay. That we, right? And then our, yeah. I normally sing lower than Jer, so when we're harmonizing, we knew, we knew the harmony parts, too. Yeah. yeah. It all fell into place pretty, pretty easily. I mean, there, was, there weren't any rehearsals. No. I would say that... We did two. We did. We did. No, but, but when I say that, though, mm-hmm. we got together. Like, the first time we wouldn't play Kiss songs, yeah. we had SIR for four hours on a Saturday night. He talked most of it. Date. <laughs> so I'm saying, as far as rehearsals go, we went over a Roy Head song. And with the next one was when we did, we did one a year later. When we did European. See, a year later, our yeah. next rehearsal. <laughs> and we did like European and all that stuff. So we really didn't. So that's, in, that's what I mean. In we two did years, rehearse. we rehearsed twice. And a lot of it was YouTube videos. Oh, did, I, did you see? Oh, the, the original Bebop, but, but uh, whatever. I mean, even yeah. though we got together to rehearse. Or look at this parade with the float with my makeup on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really? That's what it was. So that wasn't. The rehearsal was on our end. It was the three of us getting together and deciding yeah. at home. The good news is, is he was paying for it, and I already know that shit. So. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> he was going like, what are you going to wear? He completely trusted us, which was the biggest mm-hmm. compliment on he, the planet. But he knew that we were kiss nuts. I mean, yeah. he, he knew. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. we told him. We weren't joking. And we said, I was like, man, we practiced our whole life for this gig without knowing that we yeah. were going to do this gig. It's, it's just like, you know, I won't lie to you. I had to, I had to learn... What those little parts were in World Without Heroes, if we did it, I had to learn oh, yeah. a couple things. Yeah. But, I mean, I, we didn't have to learn that much. Not as he much did. as he did. Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this work cut out for him. Jerry would have these big, huge... Jerry has the best penmanship of any of, of the guys. So any of the stuff that Kiss really didn't do on a regular basis, he didn't know the words for. And we did a lot of those songs every show. Okay. So Jerry had these big pieces I, of I would, I would tape. Uh, I would tape six pieces of paper together. Eight and a half by eleven. No, and make and write out big lyric sheets. May, so may I interject the history of the lyric sheet? <laughs> yes, <laughs> we, 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 it's we, a little bit to get through. To find something that works. Fucking sheets. <laughs> so it started out that we knew he needed them. I need a large, they're very big, so I can. This, that's my gene voice, which doesn't that's sound good. like him at all. Anyway, so I'm like, okay, guys, I'm gonna get, make these documents, take them to Kinko's. Poster size, they weren't 24 by 36, but they were 18 by 24, at least probably. Big laminated uh-huh. sheets. Oh, laminated, that's right. Print, in, in print, right? And then we got a poster tube to roll these fucking things up every night and take them to the, you know, first show. I bust ass, I look, I spell check, I look, I spell check, I lay it out. He looks at a half second. That's spelled wrong. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> what the world? I mean, it was in the dark even. It wasn't long. So we carry those things around forever. They're big. They're bulky. And they wouldn't lay flat because they oh, were rolled up. Because you roll them up? Yeah. You could roll yeah. them the other way yeah. every other night. Yeah. Didn't work. Dude, we tried all this. <laughs> so anyway, throw those away. And then what? Uh, then we tried writing them out every night. And that, like you said, I, I have the cleanest handwriting. And that was a pain in the ass. And then I just had an epiphany. Hey, if I take paper and tape it together with gaff tape it'll fold easy and then I can fit it in this folder and yes we have something and the only problem then was uh, you know he would have fans come on stage for three of the songs right. like 50 people and man the shit would always get stolen stealing, so yeah. I would have to write it out again and I don't know for some reason he wasn't able to retain you know the, the lyrics so like charisma we did every show with him for a year and a half and he needed a lyric sheet every, every night. fucking yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And I forgot the lyrics one time <laughs> yeah. on our last run ever. Uh-huh. And he called me out like, really? I didn't forget him for a year and a half and just <laughs> one fucking time. And it's because I played with Ace and I had to change real fast and go back out there. I'm like, okay. Yeah. You'll have them tomorrow, sir. Sorry, I was putting strings on your bass. You okay with that? <laughs> So how many gigs did you guys play with him? Uh, Tons? 60. We did two years worth. Probably 60, maybe? 60 or so. That's at least. Yeah. It was only supposed to be four. That was it. Mm-hmm. He must have liked it. It went well. Yeah. He's been having yeah. fun. He did it. He, and, and again, this is stuff we can say to him. He contradicted himself so hard because I would say, you know, we would get a few shows and once we got beyond four and he's like, hey, this is working. Let's do a few. Okay, cool. And I go, hey, in an email, you, you're so huge in Japan. Why don't we go do four, five cities? Nope. 
this won't last that long. We can't do it. Two weeks later, we're going to Japan. <laughs> Everybody have a like, hey, what about Australia? Australia? Nope. Don't don't have time. Too big of markets. Two weeks later, we're going to Australia <laughs> and South America. Yeah, yeah. We're going everywhere. Yeah, Mexico. Yeah, he drug us around the world and Europe. We did Europe too. Europe too. So, yeah. yeah. No. So did you just crap your pants? Yes. When, yep. Yeah. You heard that yeah. Kiss was getting back together. Uh, oh no, we no, kind of knew that was going to happen. Yeah, we knew that. Oh, was okay, happening. we knew. So what do you think I was going to say? Just oh, we just in general. Just oh, yeah. The gig. For having the gig with him and then getting the gig with Ace. So how did that come about? Australia, because in Australia we uh, played with both of them. Right, we opened. I've, I've we, seen that we, on we YouTube. Ace yeah. and Gene, and that's where that came from. Okay, because Ace had had a pretty static band for quite oh a while. God, right? a Richie Scarlett right, yeah. and those guys, right? Yep. Yeah. And we, when we were doing, because so the deal was we were going to do Australia, and then we were going to go to Japan with only Ace after Australia because mm-hmm. we're already there. We were doing three, three nights in Tokyo, one night in Osaka, two shows a night, yeah. and that's all we had planned. With that, so so going into that, it was just those two tours. That was all. So, you play bass with Ace. With yeah. Ace? Mm-hmm. So, how, I mean, do you have to carry just tons of crap gear wise? Oh, no. I carry nothing. I carry way less than these guys. It's awesome. <laughs> I sometimes bring a strap. <laughs> I play the backline bass. It's oh, okay. fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I sometimes bring a strap. Just, yeah, but we, yeah, with Ace, I only play bass. With the Gene, <coughs> excuse me, uh, the double Australia tour, I did. Guitar with Gene set right. and um, bass with Ace set, but so, I always bring as little stuff as possible. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, uh, which is more fun to play in, Ace or? I don't know. Oh, man, they're, they're both they're both pretty awesome. Both pretty awesome <laughs> I, I was I was gonna ask with Ace is it is it against the rules to play better than the boss? <laughs> Does that mean? <laughs> Do you get do you get scowled at? <laughs> he he's always real complimentary of us. Yeah, yeah. Always. He's got to be thankful, man. To he he's been really cool with us. I'm guessing you're breathing a lot of life into him too. I hope so. After not having so. the same band, for I hope him. so. Yeah, you know, <laughs> he he's funny, but no, he's been super complimentary, and you know, actually likes actually feels like he likes having us all around, which is a good thing. Yeah, you know. And Gene did too. We we just lucked out with both those guys really liking the band and trusting the band as much yeah. as they did, or as much as they do. So those two guys are all back east guys. Like what's and from the same band. So what's the same about them and what's different about them? They're about well, I can't I can't put I, my I arms admit, far I, enough. I'm trying hard. to imagine those two in a band together, and it's really hard because yeah. it's about as opposite of personalities as you can get. Yeah. Yeah. And those two, they uh, roomed together a lot, Gene and Ace. It wasn't all Gene and Paul and Peter and Ace. It was those two guys were, were kind of bunked together when they shared rooms. So we heard a lot of stories of, you know. Yeah. So did Gene like that? Because back in the day, Ace would just get drunk and pass out. and then He just kind of watched after him. Yeah. He kind Gene of was watched just, after Ace? Yeah. 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 I think if they put Ace and Peter, they might die. So I think it was like, we better split those two up. And, uh, and so, yeah, Gene, but yeah, Gene. And in Australia, it was really cool because they were getting along very well. Um, yeah. And it was just fun to just sit in an airport lounge oh, and dude. see those two dudes interact, interact, and interact and talk just, about stuff. And they were riding to the gigs together. Uh, Ace was doing a lot of the Gene Vault things down there. So they were really oh, right, around right, right. a lot. So it was, it was really fun. Yeah. It was a really good vibe on the whole thing. <laughs> So, Ace, do you remember The Phantom? Kiss, Kiss Meets The Phantom? No. no. No, I don't remember that one. Not so much. Not so much. I love seeing those interviews where he talks about that, where like they were looping his vocals and stuff because he didn't even show up and all that stuff. Yep. But man. at least he's really open about it. You know? But honestly, man, it doesn't sound like any of those guys enjoyed doing that movie. No, I think it was miserable. I mean, it was just... It... Was that a coin? Yeah, a coin. Oh, he, was he was the manager. manager. He, was yeah, manager. he managed it, yeah. Yeah. Hanna Barbera, Hanna Barbera did that film, didn't they? That's yep. right. Because yeah. the guy that did Peter's voice it was was one of the number one was one of like the top uh, cartoon voiceover guy. I think he was one of the guys in GI Joe too. Like Duke. <laughs> that's great. You recognize his voice? You watch the movie. You watch the movie. You go, "That's not Peter." That's <laughs> <the>, yeah. <laughs> you know who was Shaggy? Casey Casey Casey. Casey, Casey that's Casey right. Shaggy, yep. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Dude, that's hilarious. Yeah. So how many like? Is the Ace thing going to go on and on and on? I was, I was just thinking on the way here. Yeah. We're this, is, this is 
when September gets here will be our one year anniversary with Ace. Mm-hmm. And right? we're booked, we're booked I mean, every month honestly, through December. We're, we're probably already about a year because I, c- I consider Sydney the show where we got hired because in between sets, Gene pulled me into his dressing room and said, Ace is going to ask you to do the cruise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's crazy. So, like, but that was September, wasn't it? Uh, that was the last late, week of August. August. Oh, was it really? Because we, we flew on my birthday. Okay. Dude, that was the flight. That was a long flight. Our 34 the first show, hour flight. The first show was on the 28th. So but tell them, tell uh-huh. them what happened on the first show. So we, we played. Travel. So uh, uh, August 26th. Sorry, sorry. August 25th, we play in Quebec City. Okay. Right. So the 26th, we leave Quebec, come back to Toronto, Toronto to Vancouver. Vancouver to Sydney, Sydney to Adelaide, play that night. Okay, we arrived, we arrived at Adelaide, 3.30 p.m. We've never played with Ace. Sound check, first show, 7.30 p.m. So we went up for like 30, the fight was 34 hours. Uh, yeah, total, total with layovers. Right. Yeah, so we skipped, so we land, we skipped two days. So yeah. we land on the 28th, <laughs> and we played so, two, that night, two sets. Which way did you go? Uh, west. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> you cross the date line. Right. So you're going back in time, and then you skip the day. Because lo- you're losing hours, and then you just cross the date line, and then you go ahead. So had Ace been there like two days, and he's just he fresh He got there before, yeah. He yeah, was yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did. I've been waiting for you. Yeah, Gene, I know before, Gene, we're talking to Gene, and he goes, can you guys sleep well on planes? You better get some sleep. He's like, put us in business class. <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> No, that, that was rough. But it was good. It was we were excited to do it, but man, I just remember seeing the landing three thirty, showtime seven thirty. And we really we never played with Ace. Except for the benefit thing. Yeah, we yeah. yeah. That, that, we, he, that was him playing with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. He was because we weren't doing Ace songs. We did stuff we were already doing with Gene. Cold Gin, yep. Rock and Roll All Night. Parasite. Okay. But stuff we were already doing Somebody, with Gene. Yeah. So Ace played with us that night. Okay. So there was nothing. So we had, but we were doing like hard times, two thousand man. We didn't talk to me. We didn't, we didn't talk to me. me. Yeah. Did you ask him if he wanted to be in a band? Yeah. <laughs> want to be in a band? <laughs> we got some dates. Well, apparently out. he heard us singing harmonies on two thousand man, and yeah. I think the seed was planted in his head that night. Yeah. yeah what kind fun. of places you guys play with him? Theaters, mm-hmm. theaters, big clubs. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Done a couple festivals, but not many. Yeah. Is that the same kind of venues in Europe and stuff too? Europe, we haven't been there with Ace yet. With, oh, G- with Gene, we played bigger places, okay. in, festivals in, like, in Europe, yeah, and bigger yeah. indoor places too. And it was always packed at the gills; people right. were losing their minds. Yeah. You know, yeah. when you leave America, I hate to say it, but when you leave America, that's where rock fans really are. Oh, it's yeah. like they just lose their minds, oh, yeah, and it's great. just Japan, South America, Europe, everywhere. Does Gene blow fire in these shows? No, no. Did, not with us. No, no, he never did. I wish. Just one time. <laughs> Just, Just once. once. Yeah. Uh, he, he was more like his uh, TV show persona than the right. demon. You know, glasses. Yeah. What if we can Very get, talkative. Yeah. What if we can get Kingsford Charcoal to sponsor this gig? <laughs> I just didn't think about that. Would you just do it the once exactly. for a corporate show? Exactly. That would be cool. That would be the Kingsford best. Charcoal is going to go for you. Give we'll give you $4.5 million. We'll give you credit when we tell him that. <laughs> just like we'll, one we'll, corporate gig for Kingsford. I'll never breathe fire in a solo show. <laughs> I'm breathing fire in a solo show. <laughs> hey, Gene, can you light this grill over here? <laughs> On our table, so you don't have to get out on all fours. Oh, that's great. Well, that's can funny. we talk uh, gear here for a little bit? Sure, sure. What's everybody playing? Uh, vintage guitars. Yeah, we're all uh, Carlino vintage. guitars. Oh yeah. Yep. Who is? What is the Carlino? I've seen him on your Instagram. Yeah, Eddie's so. great. He makes all our straps. Okay. Too. Carlino we guitars. Met him because of Kiss. Yep. Okay. Again. He makes Kiss's stuff too. Yeah. They look like they're. A couple of them are like one's kind of explorer-ish, yep. one's kind of yeah. Les Paul-ish. Yep. Yep. It's definitely his, his own thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and you've been seeing Rick Nielsen play yeah, yeah, that yeah. Karina one a lot lately, a yeah. lot lately. Yeah, so yeah, but they're, they're good guitars, man. Really, and Eddie's great, nice guy. The strap, and when we met because of the guitar straps. Yeah, most and, comfortable straps yeah. in the world. I don't know if I could ever go back to a different strap. Incredible, really. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's weird. They're. I mean, the he'll, he tells you what he puts in them, like the work that goes into them, the craftsmanship. 
and they're they're heavy. But the thing is, man, they so are so soft. You can you can play the heaviest Les Paul that you have, uh, and just put it on. You, you can play it all night long. It's they're great. <laughs> Straps are an interesting. I remember seeing. Remember Eddie Van Halen first tour. It looked like he was using chain. Yeah. Okay. Well. I didn't realize there was leather on the back, so I just started using a big chain, and I was doing the whip around thing, you know, and it was just grinding my shoulder to bits, and it was like, what the crap, Eddie, how do you do that? And then, like, two years later, I saw a picture, I go, I am an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) So are they just, they're just like... Two humbuckers, right? Guitar-wise? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I got yeah. vintage guitars, two humbuckers, uh, like a Les Paul style. They, they made the vintage made my bass also, so I have a vintage bass too. They made the Phil Linet model for me, the precision nice. style bass with the um, mirror pit guard and yeah. those woods. So they're, great, they're great to work and with. And there's a guy there named uh, Rick Taylor who completely just took yeah. such good care. We met him because of Phil. I don't remember how Phil first met him, but... Uh, I walked into British Audio and bought one of the... and traded my actual real... Tinder quote guitar for one of these, and because it was better. And oh, then you're I'd, saying vintage brand? Vintage yeah, brand. yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Vintage. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, but yeah, they're great. And then Rick is taking good care of all of us and continues yeah. to. So yeah, they make good, good stuff. Good dude. And you've got the how do you say Swar- Swarovski crystal flag? Oh, that's v. me. Yeah, <laughs> that's the blue guitar. Eddie sent me those crystals. <laughs> how long did it take you to glue that up? I say all in. It was probably six or eight hours. Eight, eight Friends episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The guys are calling. What are you doing? <laughs> Watching football. <laughs> Bedazzle my guitar. <laughs> hey, it looks good. Yeah, man. Thanks. Did it change the sound? They're, no, not one. No, bit. it's a lot more sparkly now. Yeah, <laughs> so, it sounds brighter. The top ends all brighter. It's really bright. <laughs> it's very that, transparent. That's a, that guitar is a '76 uh, reissue. Nice. Uh, Gibson 76 reissue. And uh, amps are Kemper, correct? Uh, we work with this company called Backline. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> those guys are everywhere, Sometimes man. they have good stuff, and sometimes they don't. <laughs> no, uh, but, as far as, like, amps, amps, uh, we work with Orange a yeah. lot. Mm-hmm. We also use Kempers. Yeah. Ampeg, because it's Backline, so. Right. Yeah. No. How many, like, in a Gene or an A-show, how many different tones... Oh man! For me, it doesn't vary. Right? It's Kiss. Ace. How many? How many settings do you use for the Ace gig, Ryan? (laughs) One. One. (laughs) (laughs) And when I have my Kemper out there, I'll I'll put I'll I'll uh, stop in the the uh, flange for Rocket Ride, and then I'm out. Oh yeah. So that's it. That's it. The only other setting you use is Tuner. Yeah, Tuner. (laughs) It's my fave. Tuner mute and on. (laughs) Yeah. That's it. I have to have a couple. I do have a, a delay for an intro solo on the new song, Mission to Mars, and the flanger for Rocket Ride. And other than that, yeah, man. I don't even have a tuner on stage. So Not even a tuner? It's awesome. No, I don't. For, for the, I love playing bass so much because it's nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's easy. It's, it's like set it, set it and forget it. Just, just play the show. You're fine. That's a good bumper sticker there. Set it and forget it. That's the Ron Popeil, uh, Ronco. They had a one of those CV, you know, Ronco. Yeah, Ronco. Yeah, yeah. They were selling some kind of oven that it was easy to cook, and it was like, set it and forget it. I like that. He could spray his hair on too. Yeah, he could. <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. Do you guys want to do my lightning round? Please, right. sure. This is just. Uh, don't think about it. Okay. Just. Uh, is it kill F Mary? No, it's not those one of those ones. Okay, F Mary three. Yeah, for, <laughs> kill okay. What was your first concert and how old were you? First concert was Beach Boys in '85 with John Stamos on percussion. John Stamos. So how and, old and how old were you? '85. Uh, I was ten. Nice. Uh, Kiss 1983, and I was seven. Although I would be eight in two weeks later. Bachman Turner Overdrive with Jay Ferguson opening. Nice. I want to say I was in third grade. I saw Bachman Turner Overdrive open the 5150 tour. I saw that as well. too. Remember their t-shirts? I don't remember the t-shirts. Because they were big, hefty guys. Bachman Turner Overweight? No. said half a ton of rock and roll. I love it. (laughs) Yeah! I love it. I love it. (laughs) 
Okay, Whoa. what's the weirdest thing you've ever touched? Wow. I'm sorry. I have to think about this one. Uh, for me, uh, frog guts. All right. Good, good. Frog guts sounds a little... <laughs> you know what problem? I, I dissected a frog, too. <laughs> I haven't done it since. So, yeah, not probably... On, not on purpose. Yeah. Not on purpose. If I remember something's weirder, I'll, I'll interject later. Yeah, I suppose that depends on what your definition of weird is. <laughs> yeah. Frog guts, for sure. I hit it with my bike. I didn't mean to. All right, go ahead. What's your favorite place to travel? Or favorite place you guys have played? Oh. Mine would be Scandinavia. I love Sweden. Love Norway. No. Yeah. I like traveling and playing in Japan. South America's great, too. Yep. Uh, I love Stockholm. I wish we were there longer. I love Japan because of the history and just the, the fandom. Right. Uh, Australia was amazing. Sydney uh, Sydney is still one of the, the standout shows for me that yeah. I just still remember out of all these few years going on. That was Also, great. a great show makes the place better. Absolutely. That's why I'm going with Murfreesboro. There you go. What's it called? Uh, uh, what's that? 37, uh, 37 Main, Main, Main Street. 37 Main, Main Street. Street. Main, Street. Main Street. 527 Main yeah. Street. Yeah. I played there. Nice. Man, that was a long time ago. That was when we, in a former band, we couldn't afford eyeshadow and stuff, but we all worked in the record business, so we used Sharpies. <laughs> and if we had like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday night show, we could put it on Thursday night, and by Monday, we had to go back to work. It was usually pretty much off by yeah. then. So our bosses weren't going like, what's up with that kid's eyes? I'm in a band. So what would you be doing if you weren't doing this? And I don't mean this today. I mean playing music. Um, I have no idea. It's always been this. I was yeah. a musician before I could play anything. I right. mean, I got my first Kiss record when I was three. And from the opening notes of Shout It Out Loud on a live two, it's only been this. Yeah. So I have no idea. Suppose I'd own a chapeau shop or something. Chapeau. Chapeau. (laughs) Maybe a haberdasher. (laughs) What what size? I think in brown? Yeah, I think I have that. I think we have that. (laughs) I really don't know. The problem would be all your hats would be size 11. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I had a huge head, size eight and three quarters. Uh, no, I really don't know. I went to college uh, a lot, and but didn't, <laughs> but didn't didn't finish. I didn't finish anything. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. This is always kind of kind of my plan. <laughs> went to college, and thank a God lot. it worked. It's hard right now to, to think of. I don't know because I I don't want to do anything else. Yeah. So. Uh, it's, I don't know. Man, I think that's part of doing this is you kind of have to abandon. Yeah. I mean, people with a backup plan, do they always wind up in their backup plan. They do their plan. backup plan, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the thing is also, there were other things when I, that I did do when this wasn't going as well as it was going because it was ebb and flowed. Yeah. You know? Uh, any other stuff I did was just interim. It was just the means to an end and the end being able to get back to doing this. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know, man. There's nothing else I want to do right now. Could you do another job on the road? Like, could you be a guitar tech? I've always thought about See, that. See, that's the one thing I can tell you. Absolutely not. No. I, could I would not be the it. worst tech on the planet. No. Really? I, I will tell you this. You know what I don't want to do ever is uh, I don't want to take care of people on the road. Oh, yeah. And there were a couple times before this kicked off when I was doing publishing stuff, and I did get approached by like, well, hey, will you come out and TM? Or, and yeah. I do not want to babysit. Nope, that's professional I babysitting. I don't yeah. want to do it. it. There's nothing against it. And, man, the people that do it well are so awesome and so yep. invaluable and have yep. a temperament that I don't. Yeah, for uh, sure. Man, no. I do, I do not want to go out and take care of any band people on the road. I, I will say I teched on one tour for a band called Morningwood because their tour manager brought me out because I was his friend and I needed work and he needed somebody he could trust and their guitar player quit on the next tour and I wound up playing with them and got to do some late night stuff late night shows with them and I left and Philip took the gig and got to do the same thing yeah. so, and that was all pretty much because I teched for one tour I don't ever want to tech again. If Robin Zander wants to take me out to be his beer taster or something, (laughs) I'll go do that. (laughs) For me, also, a deal like that would matter in what kind of music you're coming from. Because, you know, like Bonamassa's tech, Mike Hickey, he was in Venom. I think it was Venom. No kidding. I didn't know that. He's one of those total death bands. And it's like, 
well, once you're in your mid-50s, it's kind of hard to sell yeah. that stuff. Yeah. But, you know, playing this kind of stuff, it's like, dude, we can do this till we die. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I'm sure he's well taken care of. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's funny, too, because we can handle a couple the, of cool guitars. Yeah. You, you talk to the Kiss guys, and the guy that was uh, formerly Jeans Tech. Right. And Gene spends all the time he can just to completely fuck with his tech during the show completely. Just then, like, you know what just I mean? Just for fun. Just for fun. Yeah. Uh, he's now Tommy's tech. A Gene's, former, Gene's former tech is now Tommy Thayer's okay. tech. And Tommy is just so laid back and chill. <laughs> and just like, man, this is great. And just so, and he says, like, thank you every night. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> Is your guitar in tune, Tommy? You know, it, it's close enough. Dude. Yeah, totally. And he probably would say that. Yeah. Tommy is, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but it's just so funny because talk about going from one spectrum to the other. Yeah. Because, you know, Gene's a lot of work. It's not just, it's not just guitar. It's yeah. blood and fire and, you know. Making sure the mixture of the yogurt yeah. and the blood is <laughs> yeah, just yeah, right. Exactly, yeah. His fan. Yeah, yeah. The fan on the floor has yeah. to be angled right. And Make so. sure that sword's not too sharp, <laughs> but sharp enough. <laughs> it can go through the stage. yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the other cool thing about Kempers and stuff. I've got friends that are doing that, and they go, dude, like, getting the ready for a show. It's like, I run my pedal board out. Yeah, I hit the clicker. On. Is this in tune? Works. All right. Ready. Yep. Where's catering? Sounds the exact same every time you turn yeah, on. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What's your favorite uh, guitars, both electric and acoustic? Um, I'm still searching for the acoustic. Okay. Uh, I've never owned, like, one that I really, really, really like. Uh, electric... Um, that I own or just period? Either or. Um, that I own, uh, probably my, well, I just got a new, not a new, a new vintage. It's like a gold V6, more John shape, if you know what I'm saying. Nice. More nice. John, wink. Um, <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. And as far as uh, favorite in the world, I've always wanted one of those 10-string B.C. Rich bitches, like oh. Aerosmith ones. I've always wanted one of those. Those are so cool. Yeah. With the, like, 14 switches yes. in? Yeah. 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 That I never touched. Did you need all those? I never well, touched. Yeah. <laughs> like, which one of these is Google Maps? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah. I wonder, I'm looking for a Starbucks. Jeremy? Uh, I have a 1977 Gibson RD standard. Nice. For when you go play with Ghost? There you go. I was playing this guitar before Ghost were even a band. <laughs> I love those things. Yeah. yeah, it used to be kind of my thing, that shape. And uh, I, I never had actually owned a Les Paul. And then uh, Michael Hobby from A Thousand Horses had oh, yeah. a magic Les Paul that was his first guitar. And uh, I borrowed that and wound up mm-hmm. buying it. I like that one a lot, too. Yeah. And, uh, man, that vintage V6 that I played with Gene and Ace... Up until I got my new one, man, that guitar plays as good as any guitar yeah. I've ever owned. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you don't take the RD and the Les Paul on the road, correct? No. no. I used to tour with the Les Paul, even with Gene a little bit, but not the RD. It's retired. Yeah. yeah. And acoustic, I'm like Phil, but I had a 71 Humminbird for a little while. It was nice. fantastic. And uh, I traded it for that Vox amp I told you about oh, yeah, earlier. Yeah. And I only owned that for a year. And I was, shit, I was 20 years old. That's. 24 years ago <laughs> so I don't know man we don't even really do a lot of acoustic gigs yeah. so it doesn't matter that much mm-hmm. yeah. my uh, 82 Gibson Les Paul custom yeah. favorite hands down is that the green looking it, it, yeah it's green now they used to have a Kaler on it right uh, Kaler yeah yeah that was the smartest move I ever did take it off taking it off yeah that's my favorite uh, yeah. all time it'll never there's never no, just because it's sentimental did you say and custom or classic? Custom. Custom. And uh, everything about that guitar just plays absolutely perfect. I love, 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 love it. Yeah. Love it. And then acoustic. When I lived in Los Angeles, my friend had a Toll String Guild, which was the coolest acoustic that I've ever played. Awesome. I had no need for one then. Yeah. I don't have any need for one now. I want one. But that would be, if I had to pick a favorite acoustic, the way that guild was was just amazing. I don't even know what year it was. It just was out of hand. Awesome. I Loved love it. Guild Acoustics. Man. Loved it. Loved well, it. What's next for you? Nashville three. Lots we've, of ace shows. We've got ace shows booked every month uh, till the till December, till the end of the year. Next year, who knows? Yeah. You got uh, Christmas shopping done? <laughs> no, not yet. No, no I, I need good. those ace shows to happen first. <laughs> <laughs> man, I'm gonna ride this as long as I can. 
Yeah. As, as long as they keep booking, because no one ever said this. That even Gene tells us that there's going to be more Gene shows. And, you know, you can't hold into that right now because he's sure. doing another band. <laughs> you know, he's out with another band right now. But he, every time he's always real reassuring and, oh, this will happen again and whatever. And if it does, great. I'd say yes to it. Yeah. And the Ace thing, they're still adding dates as we speak. They told us we're going to Europe next year. So I know they're already looking at next year. We haven't seen those dates yet. But if we're booked into the end of the year now, which is almost here, yeah. obviously, uh, no one has hinted that they're going to quit working. So, you know. That's awesome. We're just going to keep keep on keeping on. And uh, I always allow for the unknown and the unexpected. I mean, yep. I yeah. never expected any of this. So I have no reason to doubt that many other things will fall in all of our laps. Yeah. yeah. And, well, the cool, and the cool thing, just so people know, is, uh, man... I wasn't in a lot of bands, but I was in bands for a long time. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Sure. And the luck that the three of us had to be able to play together, because we actually really do hang out, and it wasn't just like, we are, like I consider myself hired gun right now because working for Ace is just, it's just, that's what I am. It's yeah. hired by, yeah. this isn't my band by any means, or right. Jeremy's band. You're feeling a role. Band. This is Ace Fraley's band, and we're in it. He hired us. Yeah. Gene hired us. It's not like we went out and got a record deal and this is our band and everything that we do is and that's like he Phil could go do something or Jerry could go do something or whatever. Right. But it's really lucky that you get to play with people that you generally enjoy hanging out with. Because yeah. man, you know how hard it is to play with I have played with people that I don't like <laughs> and that sucks. I always Man, Philip and I hung out for ten years before we ever played anything together. <laughs> Yeah, we really didn't do. We just got your house and listened to rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't watch Van Halen bootleg. Yeah, yeah. Didn't, 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 didn't play yeah, some of those. We just didn't play. Yeah. Why are you laying on the yeah. butcher block, dude? <laughs> 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 yeah. you don't, we've been here ten years. You can sit on the couch. <laughs> but the other thing, like you guys are talking about Ace and Gene and stuff, is like, man, I'm always so nervous to meet my heroes because what if they're just complete a-holes and you just go, oh, man, oh, man, we went through that. I don't even want to meet my heroes sometimes. Yeah, with yeah. somewhere like Gene, which we really did. We, we kind of knew him, Ryan knew him better than we did. We met him, but this could go either way. Yeah. And boy, did he, yeah, it was great. Yeah, from, the, from, from the first second he walked in the door, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> and also, if it goes bad, you go, eh, you know what? He's yeah. Gene Simmons. Yeah, he, he walked in doing what he thought was a Nashville country dance. Grandpa, what are you doing? <laughs> and it's funny, though, because, you know, he really, Phil said it was just a complete, he yeah. couldn't have, he treated us like we were in Kiss. Yeah. And one of the funniest things he ever said was, you know, he always, he always looked out for us. Like, if he didn't get to do something, which was never, but <laughs> if he was offered something, and we weren't offered the same thing, let's say, he would decline. Well, then it's okay. I'm not going to go. The hmm. guys can't go. But no one ever told him, no, they can't. But right. I'm just saying, he always left it there. The one thing that was funny was we were on stage somewhere just to sound check talking. And somebody that was probably, you know, 200 feet away <laughs> happened to be talking. <laughs> and Gene's sister, like, <laughs> and he said, what you're saying <laughs> Nothing is more important than what's going on up here. And he's pointing at the three of us. <laughs> what you're doing over there is not more important than this. Than what we're doing over here. Yeah. Oh, man. And the other great thing was one morning, we used to go, sometimes we'd have bus call or lobby call like at five in the morning to be able to catch a flight to go to the next gig. And you walk downstairs. I'd always try to be early. I don't, you know what I mean. I'm never, never late. But with, but with Ace, if it's nine o'clock, I'll be there at nine. But with Gene, if it was nine, I try to be there at eight fifty or yeah. something, just because yeah. I was kind of helping him herd cats sometimes. Right, but right. Gene would always be the first one down there. And one morning, he wanted to get coffee, and they were like, "I'm sorry, we're not open. I will buy this place <laughs> and fire all of you." <laughs> uh, that that was. Uh, that was in Australia. Yeah, it was. Oh, dude. That is so great. What did they do? 
made him coffee. Made him coffee. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we wouldn't. He goes, guys, have some. We're like, no, we're going to no, we're going to make your special the, coffee. We're for the airport. I'm going to get coffee at the airport that I like. Is that a Band-Aid float in there? I'm going to go ahead and pass. Uh, I'd like some cookies. We don't have any cookies. Go in the back. Yeah, and just go check. See if you can find some cookies. Yeah, these are you have Mr. flour Simmons. and sugar and water, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that oven on? <laughs> Ryan Cook, Philip Schaus, Jeremy Asbrook. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Thank Mark you. Dude. Thank you, sir. That was and, a blast. Uh, by the way, we're at the lovely, can I say it? Yeah. Stout so, in right. Brentwood, Tennessee. Yes. Lovely wait staff. Which I will be back, for sure. And uh, I'm Delicious sure the CO2 food. is fixed by now. Sure, the CO2. That's right. If you'd like a soda pop. Uh, it's a uh, wonderful beer and burger establishment they with play? a full bar. Yep. And uh, like I said, the wait staff is lovely. <laughs> and lovely artisan wood on the wall. Lovely artisan wood. Uh, We're at a wonderful right table that looks like Paul Dunt. Paul Bunyan made it himself. It's <laughs> yeah. great. Speaking of wait staff, I'm going to go have a beer. All right. All right. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Thank you.